again for this opportunity. Today, uh, I'm going to just share with you, uh, I'm going to be coming out of Romans 12, 6 through 8. And I'd like to read that uh, right quick. And then after I read that, I'm going to just share what I really truly believe that the Lord laid on my heart. Romans 12, 6 and 8. Everybody got that? Got your cell phones? <laughs> it's not like it used to be in the day. You know, people just pull the cell phone out. You got the Bible. You got everything right there on the cell phone. TV. Please don't cut the TV on. Anybody come? But uh, go with me to the Word of God, uh, and this, this is coming out of Romans 12, 16, and it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Seventh verse, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, and he that soweth with mercy and with cheerfulness. And I, I, like, uh, I like reading, I really do. I like this uh, uh, Amplified version. Uh, and I, I have, this is the Joyce Meyer Amplified version. And uh, I really like this. Listen to how it says, listen, listen to what it sounds like in the Amplified. Having gifts, facilities, talents, qualities that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. He whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith. He whose gift is practical, his gift is practical service, let him give himself to serving. He who teaches, to him teaching. He who exhorts, encourages to his exhortation. He who contributes, let him do it with simplicity and liberality. And he who gives aid and uh, superintends with zeal and singleness of mind, on and on and on. He which does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. And uh, that's in the Amplified. And it's very, very clear. And uh, my uh, other scripture that I'm going to share is Philippians 4.13. And I'm sure all of you know that. That I can do through who? Amen. Amen. We can do all things. So there's nothing um, that can really stand in your way when you lean on the Lord and, and trust him to do that for you. Uh, just recently, a uh, pastor held a dream team uh, uh, fair, which showcased opportunities. And I remember, remember they had the tables and things out there in the front lobby, and they were showcasing all the different various uh, ministries of the church uh, that you could get involved in. And I wanted to encourage you today, uh, if you aren't involved in the, any of those, I would like to encourage you to take a real close look at that and uh, allow the Lord to utilize the gift that he's placed in you. If you have a burden for uh, helping out the youth. Uh, that's a wonderful opportunity to do so. And uh, just so many different things that they are arranging from WOW, from uh, the fall festival coming up. Uh, also, uh, the, widows, uh, what is it, the Widow's Wish uh, fall cleanup, etc. All those kind of things are just different facets of the ministry um, that is so easy to get involved in. And I found out that when you get involved and uh, uh, step in and get busy with what the Lord would have you to do, guess what? He will show up for you when you get on your knees to pray. And it's like, to me, it's like the Lord saying, you know what, that's my servant. And he's doing what I told him to do. And I'm going to reward him. I'm going to reward her. And I'm going to just bless them. And so let me encourage you, uh, these different facets of the ministry, let me encourage you to get busy for the Lord. I know you're doing it, and I just want to just uh, kind of add that. Amen? And so uh, having said that, ask God to reveal your strength. Because there is a blessing in getting involved. There's a real blessing when you get involved with those kind of things. There's a quote also. You hear me quote Joyce Meyer from time to time because uh, she's one of my favorites. Charles Stanley is one of my favorites. But uh, I heard her say this. This is a quote. She said, in order to be the person you are called to be in Christ, 
choosing to live confidently in close relationship with God, it is essential that you have courage to be uniquely you. Be uniquely you. And that means being content with how God created you. Being content with how God created you. Outside my window in my bedroom, I have a, a little cove over there uh, in the window where the windows have got about like four big windows. And uh, I have a chair sitting right there. And just outside, I have a bird feeder. And along with this bird feeder, there's a bird feeder on one side and there's a hummingbird feeder on the other. And it's amazing as I sit there, I like to read my scriptures and do devotion in the morning. It's amazing when I'm sitting there, I'm watching these uh, hummingbirds. And it's so, they're so territorial, they just fight. You've got six ports to drink out of. And one hummingbird sits there and he will not allow another hummingbird to sit next to him and drink. It's just not gonna happen. I have never seen it happen. They fight and they fight and they fight. And then on the other side, I've got the regular, the, the, the bird feeder with the seeds. I put a cake of seeds out there and I saw this beautiful cardinal. The cardinals did win yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, two to one. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's a... <laughs> It's time to be spiritual, saints. Stop it. So, no, honestly, there's a time and a place for everything, right? But anyway, so these two birds, they're just, you know, they're just fighting. And, you know, I'm watching them fight, and I see the cardinal. Uh, you know what? And he's looking out. It was, the, it was the male. And the male cardinal, and my wife have to remind me that the male cardinal is the brilliant bright red. And the other one, the darker ones, is the female, right? And, uh, and, they, and it's amazing how they just get along. They just sit there and they, they eat and they look out and they feed each other. And it's amazing how they fly differently. And so the point is, I was looking at how the hummingbird flies and the cardinal flies, right? They both can fly, but just something unique about a hummingbird. Now, if you would ask me, I think I'd rather be a hummingbird because I think it's so cool to be able to fly and stay in one spot <laughs> and just sit there and look around and then take off and then stop and look around. And then, you know, just on and on. I think that is so cool. So, I mean, if, if it was me, I'd rather be a hummingbird. But I just, my point here is that God made us uniquely different. Even all the animals, all the things, the creatures, the things that, are, and I'm a people watcher. I watch and I watch things and I watch nature and I just love that. But God is so amazing. I'm amazed at how he has created us so differently, uniquely alike, but so different in so many ways. So my question to you is, what is the gift that God has put in you that makes you uniquely different from the person sitting next to you? What is the gift that makes you uniquely different from the person that's sitting right next to you? What has God put in your hands that make you uniquely different from who's sitting next to you? We went to, um, oh, we went out of town with Pastor, another one of those time, places that we went to do some um, uh, ministry, and then we had such a good time out there. And then uh, we went with some of the brothers, and we had a uh, Lynch, Kentucky. And uh, we just had a great time. And I remember while we were there, the brothers, I could, all of a sudden, you know, the things I didn't know, you know, just coming here, you don't know what people do and what they're capable of. And so when we went, it would just have a great time because I'll start talk, walking and talking and listening and talking. And uh, I, I do some handiwork to a degree, but not to the degree that I see other guys. And so while I was working, I was learning basically from this young man, which, you know, you're going to laugh at me because I always forget your name. Say your name. What? What's your name? Dave, Dave. Dave. So Dave, forgive me, because I ask Dave every time I see him, what's your name? <laughs> so I'm asking you to pray for, my, pray for my memory. But Dave is amazing. I'm just using him for an example. Dave is amazing. He can take 
I mean, I mean, I don't care if it's toilets. I don't care if it's sinks. I don't care if it's running lines underground. I don't care what. He just sits up there and it's like second nature to him. He just cuts this. He buy, first we go to the store. He buys all this stuff that I think I've never heard of. And he just, and he puts all this stuff together. We get onto the site where we're going and he starts building and starts making stuff. And then when it's all done, it's beautiful. It's all underground. He gets dirty. He doesn't care. He, it, in fact, it was raining. He was on his knees out there in the rain. And I was right there beside him holding stuff and tools. Just, just hand, Eddie, hand me one of those. I just give him whatever he asked for. I was giving him the wrong stuff. <laughs> but this, this man, and I was using for an example, that he has a gift, he has a talent, that God's given him that. You never know what's sitting next to him because he's not here bragging and saying, hey, guess what I can do? I can do this. You never see that. But he just has this ability. And I'm just using him for an example. I was looking at this praise team, amazing praise team. God has given them all these gifts. Amen. Perfect. And, uh, and it's just amazing how all these incredible gifts that they're able to do, and, and then they go back into a little thing like, I didn't do anything. And then when it's time to use them, they boom, go ahead, do what God has to say. And then they go back in their place, waiting for the next opportunity to do what the Lord has given them to do. That's what I want to do. I want to always be waiting in that place so if the Lord asks me or tells me or commands me to go somewhere or to do something, I don't care if you're in a shopping mall and a pastor was, pastor was talking about Sister Debbie, how she so, how has a passion for souls. Going to a shopping mall and be in aisle three, somebody's breaking down, crying out to the Lord. Hey, we've got a breakthrough in aisle three. Somebody's getting blessed. <laughs> That's what we need to be hearing because <laughs> we need breakthroughs, don't we? And it's just amazing what God is doing uh, in that life, in her life. But, that, but it's in her. It's, it's innate. God put that in her life. So I want to tell you this morning that everyone in this room has a gift. Sometimes we think that a gift is not really a real gift unless you're standing on a platform and talking to people. Not so. That is the farthest from the truth. Everyone in this room has a unique ability that God has given you unique things, ideas. I was talking with, uh, and I, uh, even in our meeting, sometimes I look at Nathaniel, a sharp guy. And I, when, I, now, when I notice him, I notice one thing about him, he's a thinker. When he sits, just like you see him sitting right there, he's thinking, that brain. He's a thinker. But I've been around him enough a little bit to kind of notice that. He thinks when he asks questions, he thinks intelligent questions, but he just thinks that way. Everybody's wired different. Everybody's not wired the same. Doesn't make you any less than somebody over here and somebody over here who's wired completely different. But guess what? We're, we are all wired up some kind of way. And let me just continue on. I, I look at, like I said, I look at the praise team. I look at different ones. I look at Park, Paul and Mark and James. I'm just talking about the guys right now. Amazing. If I could sing like James, I would just have a blast. My wife would probably be tired of me because I'd be walking through the house. I'm no longer a slave. I can't get it out like James. There's only one James. James should be making albums and CDs or something with something with it. But he's amazing. God gifted him that way. And so that's what he is. He's wired. All of you are wired some kind of way. What's in your hands today? What's in your hands? What has God given you? 
Will you dare step out and use what God has put in your hands? Will you dare step out? I was watching television one day, and I'm terrible with names. I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. Where's your wife and what's your name? Tamiko, thank you. I ought to know that. I was watching TV, and the news came on, and then she was in the background, and it's like whenever things would come on, I would see things, and she would see in the background, and then talking when she came to TCT, did a program and a show. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know how intelligent the lady is, but you wouldn't know it, but God wired her for what she does. Her and her husband, just brilliant couple, blessed couple. You don't see them parading, and, hey, I can do this, and I can do that, but they do what God happened to do, and they go back into a place, and they wait. And then when it's time to move forward, they do what God happened to do, and they step back into that place, and they wait on the Lord. Isn't it wonderful that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength? Amen? So we ought to have always wait on him. So I want to ask you, what is the peace that God has instilled in you that's waiting to get out? What has God instilled in you that's waiting to get out? We're all gifted. God has given us something. That's something in your hands. In Exodus 4 and 2, God speaks to Moses. And you know the story so well. The Lord asked Moses one day, Moses, Moses, what is that that thou have in thy head? Moses says, Arise, Lord. And the Lord tells him, Stretch it out. And he stretches out. The rod turns into a serpent. Moses runs, according to the word. It scared him so bad that he ran. He fled from it. But the Lord told him to pick it up. My question to you today is, what are you running from? And will you pick it up? Will you use what God has put in your hands? I'll use another person for an example. And I was just, I just, I'm just a people person. I was talking with Larry. Larry Herring. He's somewhere in here. There's Larry. Yeah. And I was chatting him with him. And I didn't know it, but just sitting there talking, just having conversation. And Larry just started sharing. And as he started talking, I started listening to what he was saying. And if you start talking about cars and wiring and underhoods and mechanical things that's happening, he lights up like a Christmas tree. And then Larry's probably this tall. About that tall? All right, Larry, I'll take you up a little bit more. I love him. Larry and Donna is just amazing, they're a couple. But I, uh, just using him for an example, he has a gift. He's gifted. His hands, he can build. Now, switch me and Larry up. In Houston, we got problems. Put me on your car to do what you have that Larry does. In Houston, we've got problems. But he has this ability to do Now, I might know maybe a little bit under the hood, about that much. And that was for the old cars way back when. But he's up on it. And you're talking about that big stuff, them big cotton gins rolling down the thing. He can fix that stuff. He can repair that stuff. Something that big, gigantic, he can fix it. But he has that ability. My point, once again, is all of us have a unique gift and ability that God wants to use. What's it that's in your hand? What's there in your hands? So, again, we go back to Moses. Because it displeases God when he kind of shuns away and doesn't want to use what he's got. And I'll tell you what really, uh, uh, what, what really blew it, where he blew it. First is Moses has put forth thy hand and he took the rod and et cetera and he stretched it out on and on. But in Exodus 
And the Lord said unto him in Exodus 4, and let me says, who has made man's mouth? Who maketh the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore I go, therefore go, and I will be with you and teach thee what thou shalt say. This is where Moses made a mistake and blew it. Moses says, oh my Lord, I pray thee by thy hand of whom thou wilt send. In other words, send who you want to send. Don't send me. You said that, Moses. You said that to him? Oh, no, no. But it angered the Lord. It angered him so much so. It angered. So, I mean, that's a situation that will you dare say, Lord, I don't want to do it. I'm shy. And, you know, I've heard it. The reason I heard it, because I heard myself say it. I was shy. I'm serious. I used to be shy. There was no way in the world that you would ever have gotten me to get up here on this platform and speak for somebody. No way, buddy. Wasn't going to happen. In my book, wasn't going to happen. But in his book, it's going to happen. I'm going to do, I'm going to obey. In other words, it's not about me. I'll do whatever the Lord lays in my hand to do. I'm not afraid anymore. And I'll tell you, sometimes, well, I'll take that back. Sometimes uh, I might get an appointment every now and then. Something's like, you know, you got to do this or go here, go and do that. And I'm like, oh, man. Lord, for real? <laughs> because, but then the more I think about it, it's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. And I submit to you today that the assignment that the Lord puts in your hand it has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. Amen. It's about the work that he wants to get accomplished. It's about the souls that he wants saved. Will you dare walk past somebody in a store and you feel a tug to say something? You ever felt to say something and didn't do it? And then you walk by and that opportunity closed and then when you walk away you, and you feel something way on the inside and you feel a little grieved. Say, oh, I should have said something. I wish I had said something. Maybe I could have helped somebody. Will you dare walk past that person if the Lord laid it on your heart to say something to them? Because it's just not about, again, being on a platform with a microphone in your hands. It's about being available and saying, Lord, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'll take whatever you put in my hands and, Lord, I'll use it because it's not about me, Lord. It's all about you. So will you step out and do what the Lord will tell you to do? Amen. We have different gifts. God has placed in our hands different gifts. Like I said, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Then comes Aaron to assist, and then becomes Moses' spokesperson. I just got a few thoughts I want to share with you, and I'm going to kind of brush through them really quick. Then we're going to let you go and have a moment of prayer, and I'm going to let you go. Each of us are full of different gifts, talents, and potentials and ability. Number one, each of us are. Number two, never feel ashamed if you're not doing or have the same gift someone else has. Never envy another person's gift. I was watching uh, something on TV one day, and uh, it was, the uh, name of that show was Steve Harvey, and he had these little people that are talented, little kids. What's the name of that show? Big Shots, Little Big Shots. And so he had this lady, a little young girl. She couldn't have been no taller than this. And he walked up to the young girl, and he took a deck of cards, and he, just like that, and closed them up, put them on a the desk. And he says, tell me where they all are. The young girl, every last one of those cards, he held it up. 
Before he held it up, she knew what it was. Now, I'm telling you what, that's wired. That's some serious being wired. If somebody take a deck of cards, walk up to you. Okay, what did you just see? You do that to me, I'm like, I felt the wind from the cards. <laughs> that's about it. I might have seen the first card, but the rest were done. But her brain was wired. God wired her differently. I've, saw, I've seen that twice in my life. Three people, I think, I've seen it. They brought somebody to Ford Motor Company, and they were expressing, and this man had started with the first row and said, what's your name? 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 And they, were, they went all down the road, and then he says, now, and he turned his back and told a whole congregation, told a whole uh, group of people, now change seats. They all changed seats. When he got back, they sat down. He turned around and looked at him. You're, I know you. I know your name. You're Mike. And you do so-and-so. And you live on so-and-so. Oh, I know you. And he, just, and he went through the whole crowd, named all the names in the row. And they had jumped out their seats and mixed up. So that means he remembered their faces, their names. And even though they moved, he remembered everything. God gave him. He wired him like that. Amen. I would not envy anybody like that. I, I, mean, I mean, Steve Harvey was just screaming like, oh, I want to go to L.A. with you with some cards. He wanted to do something else. But I'm, just, I'm telling you, gift, just gifted, wired. Are you wired? I'm, like, I'm getting excited. I'm starting to get excited because in this room is so much talent, so much know-how. And all we need to do is just connect it to him and say, Lord, okay, here's my gift, Lord. Connect me up to your anointing and your power and your strength, and I'll use it for your glory. And I dare you to take your talent and your gift and give it to God and watch him turn it around completely, take you places you thought you'd never go, open doors that you thought that you, he would never, ever open for you. Amen. That's the kind of God. That's the kind of God. That's the kind of God that we serve. And I'm so grateful to God for that. I'm so grateful to God for that. And uh, let me move on here. Uh, don't allow the enemy to belittle you or make you passive about your gift. Number four, meditate on God's word. It's your power source. Get plugged in with prayer. That time you spend in the morning. I have one of those uh, uh, earpiece my wife bought me for Christmas. And it connects to the phone. After so long, it'll automatically say, your earpiece is getting low. We may not say it like that. <laughs> but when the juice is coming out of it, just before it runs out of juice, it lets me know, and I can forget it if I want to, and I can forget about it. But when I go get ready to go reach for that thing and put it in my ear and expect it to uh, work, it's not going to happen because it's got to be connected back to its power source. So every now and then I have to take that thing and connect it up and charge it. And I get seven solid hours of worth out of it. After them seven hours are up, you're done. It's useless. So my point is this. What have the Lord put in your hands? If you lay before the Lord, and when you lay before the Lord, that's connecting to your power source. 
And when you connect to that power source, you get charged up. You might walk away and you start doing things and start working and doing stuff like that. And it won't be very long. You ever feel the Holy Spirit tug on you? It's time to pray. You ever felt that? You know, you, you see, I, I love God. I love the Lord. I love him with all my heart. I love him. There's a song out there that says, I miss my time with you, those moments together. I need to be with you each day, on and on and on and on. So I, but Lord, I miss my time with you, as he's saying. I want to encourage you today, whatever your gift is, put it on the altar. Connect up to the Lord. Connect up in your prayer hour. Stay before him. Let him recharge that gift. Let him recharge you. And then when he recharges that gift, you go right back out into wherever you got to go and shine for the Lord. Let him use you. Let him take you places you thought you would never go. He'll do things through you thought that it was never possible. But guess what? It's not about me. It's not about us. It's all about glorifying him. Amen. It's all about him. Focus on your potential and not your weakness. Realize the hope of your calling and what your inheritance is because we have unlimited power with God. Pray for God's anointing on your life and your gift. Spend time with him. Number eight, and I'm almost done. Do your best what you can do and God will do the rest. Do your very best for what he's given you and what he's placed in your hands, and he will do the rest. Confess out loud God's promises. Confess out loud his promises. Somebody say, take the medicine. Say it one more time. Take the medicine. When you confess God's promises, guess what you're actually doing? It's like, a, it's like taking a vitamin or a shot in the arm. Something happens when you lay before the Lord and you read his word. The Lord gave my wife something uh, almost a year ago now called God's Medicine. And I like to grab a can of it. And she's got one for uh, uh, unforgiveness. And uh, it's amazing because of all three of those, uh, God has given us unforgiveness, healing, and encouragement. And these cans are scriptures. You know what I do? I said, I'll grab a can in, uh, in the morning, and I said, then I'll just read. And they're just powerhouse scriptures, and I'll read some. And it's like taking a vitamin. And then when I'm done, I put them back in the can and close it. The next day, I see that can sitting there. I grab it. Read me a few. And sometimes I read the whole, just read the whole. Most of the time, I just go and take the whole can. Sometimes just take it all. You need all of it. In this day and time, we need all the vitamins we can get, spiritually as well. And so I, I like to just read those. And so I, I, I didn't get up here to plug that, but they're actually in this bookstore. So if you ever get a chance to go to the bookstore, grab some of those vitamins. I promise you, it's the Word of God. It belongs. To, it's the simple Word of God. It's not tampered with, but it's something that will be a blessing to you. And I promise you, you won't be the same because as you read His Word, and you read his written specific to what you need, the encouragement, or if you're dealing with situations of unforgiveness and all that, God will open that door. Amen? For number eight, it says, do what you can do. Do what your best. Confess out loud God's promises. And then also uh, number 10, and this is the last one. Give what you do have to God and stop worrying about what you don't have. Give what you do have to the Lord. And stop worrying about what you don't have. Because that's when the enemy will come in and try to make you feel that, oh, you're not good as this person, or you're not good as this person. 
Let me tell you something. When I see there's a young lady and I don't know her name, but when we're having a board meeting, she brings the food in and she's right there always working. She's always all over the place. Then when the board meeting's over, she's cleaning everything up. And when it's done the other day, I saw her just working. Somebody, a young lady came here on crutches one Sunday. I, I told you, I watched. A lady came in here and she sat right here on crutches. And she went and grabbed a chair and she set a chair in front of her and she lifted her leg up and put it on the chair. I saw it and I said, she's serving. She's serving, she's doing what God's given her to do. Sometimes, as I said before, sometimes we think it's about, please stand. Sometimes we think it's about being up front, but it's about are you willing, really willing to do what God tell you to do? Will you use what he gives you to use? Will you be afraid or will you hide it? Will you hide it behind you? Say, Lord, I, I hid my gift. Or will you take what the Lord gave you? and use it for the glory of God. I commit to you today that if you dare do what the Lord would have you to do and make a new commitment today and say, Lord, here I am. Here's my heart. Here's my mind. Here's my soul. Here's my thoughts. Lord, here's all of me. Amen. Now take me and use me for your glory. For Lord, I can do nothing without you. Today, I don't want to omit to do this. And the altar is open. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is that perfect opportunity to just come forward and say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you, Lord. So the altars are open if you want to come up. And whatever it is you might need, it might be something you just trust in the Lord for. I don't know if it's financial. I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's job related. Don't know what you may have petitioned the Lord for. But whatever it is you're looking for, I just want you to know that God has the answer. Christ is the answer because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Yes. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.
over somebody's heart this morning. I pray divine healing right now over somebody's leg. God, I pray divine healing. I pray for a breakthrough right now, Lord. Somebody in this house today is going through depression, but I come against depression today. God, I pray right now that you break the yoke of depression and that you open that door, Lord, and then let them walk through the door with the Holy Ghost boldly. Do it, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. For your name, glory, glory, glory. 